Moses didn't fade. That's the accolade the Torah gives him at the end of his long and eventful life. Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet his eyes were undimmed in his natural force, unabated. Somehow Moses defied the law of entropy that states that all systems lose energy over time. So do people, especially leaders. The kind of leadership that Moses undertook, adaptive, getting people to change, persuading them to cease to think and feel like slaves and instead embrace the responsibilities of freedom, is stressful and exhausting. There were times when Moses came close to burnout and despair. So what was the secret of the undiminished energy of his last years? The Torah suggests an answer in the very words in which it describes the phenomenon. I used to think his eyes were undimmed and his natural force unabated were simply two descriptions, until it dawned on me that the first was an explanation of the second. Why was his energy unabated? Because his eyes were undimmed, because he never lost the vision and high ideals of his youth. He was as passionate at the end as he was at the beginning. His commitment to justice, compassion, liberty, and responsibility was unyielding, despite the many disappointments of his 40 years as a leader. The moral is clear. If you want to stay young, never compromise your ideals. I still remember as clearly as if it happened yesterday a bruising experience I had 40 years ago when I was starting my studies to become a rabbi. Whenever a congregation needed somebody to give a sermon or take a service, I used to volunteer. It was often arduous and thankless work. It meant being away from home on Shabbos, preaching to an almost empty synagogue, and more often than not, being taken for granted. And I once voiced a complaint to the rabbi of one of these communities whose place I had temporarily taken, and he said to me this, So, I see you are an idealist. Well, let's see where that gets you. I felt sorry for this sad and embittered man. Perhaps fate had been unkind to him. I never knew why he replied as he did, but somewhere along the road he had accepted defeat. He still went through the motions, but his heart was no longer in what he was doing. Idealism seemed to him an illusion of youth, destined to be shipwrecked on the hard rocks of reality. My own view was and is that without passion, you cannot be a transformative leader. Unless you yourself are inspired, you cannot inspire others. Moses never lost the vision of his first encounter with God at the bush that burned but was not consumed. And in fact, that's how I see Moses, as the man who burned but was not consumed. So long as that vision stayed with him as it did till the end of his life, he remained full of energy. You can feel that in the sustained power of the Book of Devarim, the greatest sequence of speeches in the whole of Tanakh. Ideals are what keep the human spirit alive. They did so under the, some of the most repressive regimes in history. Stalinist Russia, Communist China, wherever they catch fire in the human heart, they have the power to energize resistance. So the rule is never compromise on your ideals. If you find one way blocked, seek another way. If you find that one approach fails, there may be another. If your efforts don't meet with success, then keep trying. More often than not, success comes just when you're about to believe that you're a failure. 
So it was with Churchill. So it was with Lincoln. So it was with the writers who had their books rejected by publisher after publisher, only to go on to great acclaim. If achievement were easy, we would take no pride in it. Greatness demands persistence. The great leaders never give up. They keep going. Inspired by a vision, they refuse to lose. Looking back on his life, Moses must surely have asked if he'd really achieved anything at all. He'd led the people for 40 years only to be denied the chance of reaching the destination, the promised land itself. He gave them laws they often broke. He gave them miracles, and yet they continued to complain. Yet Moses never gave up or compromised on his ideals, and that is why, though he died, his words did not die. Physically old, he remained spiritually young. Cynics elapsed idealists. They began with great expectations. Then they discovered that life isn't easy. Things don't go as we hoped they would. Our efforts hit obstacles. Our plans are derailed. We don't receive the recognition or honour we think we deserve. So we retreat into ourselves. We blame others for our failures and we focus on the failures of others. We tell ourselves we could have done better. Well, perhaps we could have done. Why then did we not? Because we gave up. Because at a certain point in time we stopped growing, we consoled ourselves for not being great by treating others as small, deriding their efforts and mocking their ideals. That is no way to live. That is a kind of death. As Chief Rabbi, I used to visit old age homes. And it was in one of these that I first met Florence. She was then 103 and a half, going on 104. Yet she had about her the air of a young woman. She was bright, eager, full of life. Her eyes shone with a delight in being alive. I said, Florence, what's the secret of eternal youth? With a smile, she said, never be afraid to learn something new. That was when I discovered that if you're prepared to learn something new, you can be 103 and a half and still young. If you're not prepared to learn something new, you can be 23 and a half and already old. Moses never stopped learning, growing, teaching, leading. In the book of Devarim, delivered at the very end of his life, he rose to an eloquence, a vision, a passion that exceeded anything he had said before. This was a man who never gave up the fight. The London Times once interviewed a distinguished member of the Jewish community on his 92nd birthday. The interviewer said, most people, when they reach the age of 92, begin to slow down. You seem to be speeding up. Why? The man replied, when you get to the age of 92, you see the door begin to close. And I have so much to do before the door closes that the older I get, the harder I have to work. That, too, is a recipe for arichut yamim, a long life that doesn't fade. Psalm 92 the song of Shabbat ends with the words, Planted in the house of the Lord, the righteous flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They stay fresh and green, proclaiming, The Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. What's the connection between righteous bearing fruit in old age and their belief that the Lord is upright? The righteous 
don't blame God for the evils and suffering of the world. They know that God has planted us as physical beings in a physical universe with all the pain that involves. They know it's up to us to do the good we can and encourage others to do more. The great people in life accept responsibility knowing that for all the trials and torments of human existence, it's still the greatest privilege there is. That is why they bear, bear fruit in old age. They keep the ideals of their youth. Never compromise your ideals. Never give in to defeat or despair. Never stop journeying merely because the way is long and hard. It always is. Moses' eyes were undimmed. He didn't lose the vision that made him as a young man a fighter for justice. He did not become a cynic. He didn't become embittered or sad, though he had every reason to be. He knew there were things he would not leave to achieve, so he taught the next generation how to achieve them. The result was that his natural energy was unabated. His body was old, but his mind and soul stayed young. Moses, mortal, achieved immortality. And so by following in his footsteps can we. The good we do lives on. The blessings we bring into the lives of others never die.